0: It is time for less than jays what an exciting time to be doing, doing a blue jays podcast it's a it is trade deadline day the dust has settled the blue jays have made their moves a day that we on this show talked about oh i would say since before opening day was sort of talking about
1: <laughs> i think our first trade deadline show was in
0: march <laughs> yeah i think the, whether or not greg bird was on the roster was topic one and then how they should approach the trade deadline Would be topic two the blue jays uh come and gone on the trade deadline um i think you call it the hall today a bunch of guys they have a bunch of relievers anthony bass is back zach pop from brampton is in the house um (laughs) and then the big surprising one at the end was was whit Merrifield. we'll get into all of that uh as well as talk about charlie montoyo's exit and john schneider returning because it's been a month since we were on this show um and just want to say two things. Number one, of course, to everybody is thank you for uh the the patience and understanding. Like not a single person sent anything mean to us ever, I don't think, in the No in the month that we were away, uh obviously we put out why that was. My father passed away the day our most recent episode came out. that episode came out the morning of July fifth, uh, which is the day my dad died and Obviously, people who know this show, and uh, I think some of the people who like this show, um, like the middle part where we sort of open up about stuff. And to be honest, I talked to you about this, Jake. Doing this podcast, uh, I knew was going to be the hardest part of maybe the entire ordeal of going through um, his passing, to be honest with you. And, like, I understand that as this you, I understand that I'm the only one putting that pressure on myself, but it is uh it is very special and and very emotional to be here uh, you know that, that is something we talk about uh, both later today uh, and probably more in the future because today there's so much baseball stuff um and i am going to bury that emotion <laughs> into <the> baseball <laughs> transactions if you don't mind i going mean, to have a coping mechanism i will talk about it a little bit um but i just wanted to say uh, thank you to everybody and to you jake uh i will say before I get into any of that stuff and maybe lose my way a little bit about it, um, you came to the wake. You came to the visitation the day before. We did. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I got to see uh, where you're from.
0: Yes. Beautiful. You and uh, and and your wife and our friend Jacob and Kara and Steve and uh, Bailey and 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 Blake uh, and my friend Adam and his wife and uh, my friend Justin and his wife. Uh, my friend Angela came by, and just um, it's so meaningful to me that you would come. You would come to that. Truly, uh, before anything else comes out, I just wanted to give you that moment of how deeply I appreciate that. That's two things now, Jake. Two of the biggest days of my entire life that y- <laughs> that you have shown up for unannounced, uh, and I really appreciate both of them. the the night that was supposed to be Melissa, Melissa and I's wedding, and now that day, um, one of the worst days of my life, for you to to come through and and take that time. Uh, I will struggle to ever repay that, so I just wanted to thank you for that.
1: You're welcome, and I will say it is quite literally the least we could do. It was much easier <laughs> for it was much easier for us sure. to get in a car and get to Hanover than I'm sure any of it was for you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and another was... another
0: quick shout out before I go into it is um, obviously a lot of people pass along great messages, um, but something universal that I. I guess I never knew about is every person that messaged me that had suddenly lost a parent as well, or Mm. had lost a parent through a battle, um, every one of those messages was was different than, um, you know, people that hadn't been through that and are are like equally as well meaning, right? They're just like, hey, really sorry to hear that. If there's anything I can do, don't hesitate. I'll be there for you, right? Then that's like very meaningful that people would take the time. The people who had lost parents, I think, to a person, um, each, maybe it's one sentence, maybe it would be a little paragraph, uh, incredibly thoughtful and meaningful words. So if you're one of those people, um, you know, it, it, we're on a team now and I understand that, uh, in a way that's really beautiful. So, so, uh, get that out of the way. And all that. Uh, we'll again, we'll dive a little deeper into that. I'm sure. I also am wary of this being therapy. And men we'll do a podcast instead of going to therapy, sort of, <laughs> sort of thing. Then we'll men literally, literally
1: talk with the trade deadline for 45 minutes.
0: Then we'll literally wait a month uh, <laughs> <laughs> and talk on a podcast instead of going to therapy. Uh, so I want to be wary of that. But get all that out of the way uh, as we go into uh, the trade deadline. And again. Um, Also want to touch on Charlie Montoya getting fired. Boy, if you were to take five, four weeks off to uh, mourn the most tragic situation of your life and have a Blue Jays podcast on the site, in the four weeks we are gone. They hit rock bottom, (laughs) hit their biggest high, fire their manager, and then pass the trade deadline. Unbelievable.
1: At least we didn't uh, miss anything.
0: Holy cow. Uh, (laughs) So we'll work our way backwards uh, from the trade deadline. uh, And I guess we can sort of relive... From yesterday, from Monday night, because <laughs> this is so stupid. Because we're we're the least. I I was telling my friend about about this with so somebody who is smarter than I am. I was telling them like, uh, we we are almost so untrustworthy that people trust us with things at that. that makes sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what we're talking about. Yeah,
0: where it's like you would give us a rumor because who would believe us for ever <laughs> having a rumor? <laughs> and I'll say this independently. You know, f- fifth-hand account. Some people on Monday night had me thinking the Jays were at least in the running for um, a f- one, of th- one of the top pitchers at the top of the market. I sort of was like, oh, surprised to see they were shopping at that level. And I wonder if getting that thought into our heads, uh, you know, we you sort of saw the the kind of guys that they were – connected to, uh, we talked about Luis Castillo basically every week on this show, Frankie Montes sort of emerged in the middle of the season as an obvious candidate. Um, you know, we were like, Oh, they are, they're shopping at that part of the market. Like maybe, maybe adding a guy that will be in the three man rotation of a playoff. And I wonder if that changed the expectations going into today, uh, as all the sort of the, the top line pitchers went off the board before actually Tuesday morning.
1: I don't think so. No. Um, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Yeah, uh, I, I certainly am not going to attempt to speak for Jay's fandom as a whole, because I feel like they've kind of gone insane in the last three weeks. So sure. I'll, uh, I'm not going to touch that one. But no, I think that our expectations were exactly where they should have been based off past history of the last couple of years, uh-huh. based off past couple off seasons, based off the team's record, based off who they are chasing and who they are fighting with for that playoff positioning mm-hmm. based on the current roster construction, based on the very obvious and glaring holes in said roster construction. Uh, I, I don't think that the expectations were set too high. If you want to make the argument that maybe the market didn't play out as expected.
0: Right. That Prices I think through the roof, all you're hearing. Yeah,
1: that I think you can make the mark, the argument for, however, despite all that, all the good teams managed to get better.
0: That is true. I, I do I do see that argument because, um, you know, I try to come in pretty optimistic. I sort of look at this and I say, well, you know, obviously Groshan's values went into the toilet this year because that's because yeah. like he was a guy that you're sort of sitting here and listen, we don't watch fucking the minor league games, uh, but you're like, you're throwing <laughs> him in trade packages because everything you read coming into the season, it's his third straight year on the top 100 list. When you look at any Jays prospect list right now, or you know before the season was started, it was like Moreno, Tiedemann, and then you had Groshans, or you had or or, or Elvis. Basically, it was like that's your that's your third guy. Uh, might be a, there might be a random pitcher I'm missing there, but those are basically the third, fourth, fifth guys. So you're like oh, a top f- a top five prospect in your system, and he doesn't really get anything. Uh, Anthony Bass is a, is a good return. He's not you know I think people were looking for. Um, this crazy thing, but it did sort of wake me up a little bit about maybe the state of where the Blue Jays, um, farm system is. That was sort of my takeaway from this week as well.
1: Yeah, that part I do agree with because I also agree that like I don't, I'm not gonna, I, I'm let's cards on the table. I am not happy with the way the deadline went for the Blue sure. Jays. That being said, I'm also not gonna sit here and say, boy, I wish they just traded Moreno to C.
0: Right, Moreno like, for, for Rizal Iglesias. Like right, that guy's yeah, making no. $16 million a year. And no, he's if you're not like getting... In his mid-30s, you're insane. Just that Angels package for e- either one of the top two guys. Is in, it's insanity.
1: Yeah, no. I, uh, despite my sort of expectations or desires, let's say, for the deadline, I have always been of the opinion that if you're not... And like if you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm not a prospect hugger
0: at all. Certainly.
1: But if you are trading... Moreno, and it wasn't for Soto or Otani. I wasn't into it, frankly. Right. The rest of the guys, though,
0: have yeah. Adam. Ricky Teedman like, in, uh, in in a pro team AA. Yeah. Who cares? For sure.
1: Um, Moreno's the only guy I thought that should have been reserved for like those top guys. And judging by the package that the Padres sent for Soto and Bell, you know the Jays would have had to empty the whole system to do that. And you could also make the argument that you have to do the whole system and then your 1-9 through nine is one of the best offensive teams ever assembled, Yeah, which is fair. Uh, but I understand not. that's not really how... Even though they've been not against dealing young guys the last couple of years, I understand that sending the whole system is not how these guys operate. And, you know, as much as I would have loved Juan Soto and, to a lesser extent, Josh Bell on the Blue Jays, I understand... I'm not mad they didn't make that deal.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess for me and I to sort of cap that off is, I guess my thing is like this trade deadline sort of woke me up. Is like the J. I don't know that the Jays trading their quote unquote whole system is is more than. Tiedemann also, and, also and Moreno, right? Like they've already yeah. they they've been trading their first round picks. They traded one for Chapman. They traded one for Barrios, and they traded one uh, in a different deal. I can't remember, but they traded three of their last four. I think it is, or like yeah, uh, the uh, first one four of their last ten. Barrios. Uh, anyway, three. they've been trading their first round. Yeah, picks. so it's like. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Uh it, it, under, even a relvis. Like it was it's great to have the spring training. He reminds us of Hanley Ramirez thing, but it's like he hasn't been the best. It's not like he has Vladdy down there and he's the right, best prospect exactly. in baseball. Like, no, I
1: and don't I know. think and like there are roster guys that I would have been okay with trading for the big guys, but I understand you to your point, like as much as I am sort of trade anyone, not named Manoa or Vlad to get better, I also think that if there was like, oh, we're gonna trade Kirk for Iglesias, it's like don't do Let's that, yeah, that's a stupid thing to do. that being said, uh you know, in a vacuum outside of one move, which we'll get to in a vacuum, <laughs> the Jay's moves today weren't bad moves, right, like they're a bet if you're to ask me, are they a better team right now than they were twelve hours ago, I would say yes, you know, they added. Some very unexciting, but definitely better than what they have, arms in the bullpen.
0: Yeah, they, they, they turned guys they weren't using at all into yeah, trimmed for the rest of the year. And they th- trimmed some
1: dead weight. Like, so there's, some, there's definitely some addition by subtraction there with DFAing Bonda and trading Beasley. And <laughs> uh, trading, uh, or, you know, the the more arms probably means less Trent Thornton appearances, etc.,
0: yeah, you also Which, get uh, what Mitch White for Nick Frasso yeah. and Moises Brito. I don't know either of those guys really. No, uh, exactly.
1: And then, and you know, Mitch White's a solid. All three of the re- three, the all three of the relievers I picked up today are unexciting but
0: solid. Similar to what home. they did last year with the bullpen.
1: Yeah, and I'm not totally against it. Like I, the move, like I said, the moves themselves in a vacuum, I think are actually pretty good moves.
0: Right, they're not loss. They, the moves aren't no. losses in terms. No, of... No, they thing.
1: gave Just, up. They gave yeah. up nothing for you know middle of the road bullpen guys, which is what they need. Frankly, I would like them to have gone out, gone out and gotten more guys who can th- throw faster than ninety four.
0: Well, I yeah, why. I was gonna say middle of the road relievers, maybe not what they need. I think they need it. I think. Yeah, I, think I don't know. A lot of fans were coming into this being like, "We're gonna get, an, we're gonna get our eighth inning guy, right?" Yeah, and I don't you, know you what you the aversion
1: at, is to guys who throw fast in this bullpen, but
0: you gotta. I mean, you gotta pay for him. Is the thing? Yeah, right? I what guess of that's we, true. That's what we're <laughs> learning is sort of the. I think the idea that um, you know, and that's a that's a a wave of baseball thinking is like you don't have to spend on your bullpen, and it's it's such a volatile position, and and sort of all that, but. There does get together, gets to a point with your team where that is where the biggest glaring weakness is, sort of by far. There's, and I think that you know. speaks
1: to a larger issue with how this team is run in a way. And not not just this team, but it seems now this is, I'm not going to count the pandemic year. So two years in a row where all year it's been, we know the bullpen's bad. But we'll fix it at the deadline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can argue that last year they kind of did. Yes. But like, yeah, comparatively. And like, I guess this year they kind of, but not really. We'll see this whole, this whole, like, we'll just get to it at the deadline is fine and good until the market is set so high that you can't do it at the deadline or you choose not to do it at the deadline. And that's, and now all of a sudden taking a step back from that vacuum where the moves are okay. Now you have, the Yankees, who are already 12 games up on you, who got much better. The Astros got better. Minnesota got better. Seattle got better. And now the Jays are kind of the uh, the underdog in the American League of the, team, of the playoff teams, I would say. Really, the only team that didn't make a move that they're sort of in the same orbit as uh, is Tampa Bay. And they'll fucking figure it out because it's the Rays. Uh, and even if they don't, that's still four other teams now that are that loaded up and i i don't know i just think that i think they were in a tough spot i don't want to just be like well they fucked up even though my gut wants to just be like well they fucked up right but i think they were in a tough spot in that to get better they had to pay and to your point the farm system is kind of three guys at this point Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not counting Elvis. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not counting Grosians in that. No, um, and you know, could you have made a deal for, you know, some pieces in Cavan Biggio for a reliever? Maybe I don't know. Who knows? But like, it feels like they've. I I'm not gonna say it feels like they've punted on the year because they do have they are in first place in the wild card by three games. Yeah. So it's not like they were coming into this being like, "Oh, we gotta catch guys." But now with the new playoff system in a three-game series, do I feel good going up against Seattle? I don't know. I don't think well, I do anymore. Yeah.
0: it gets in. It sort of gets into territory of also like you know, this should playoff baseball is crazy. And yeah, can they get hot for three weeks and beat all those teams? Yes, they can. Uh, you know, but you not ba- like You can't go in,
1: You can't build a team and then bank on that.
0: For sure, absolutely like, right. Absolutely it gets right, into Jake.
1: it gets into to me. It gets into the sort of, you know, what's the goal here?
0: Like, what's but on the? On the other hand, the, the Braves won the World Series last year.
1: That's true, but the Braves also made a bunch of moves at the deadline last year.
0: Yes, that's a great, that's a <laughs> great cutter. <runner. laughs> um,
1: yeah, and like no, do I? And like obviously, the offense on this team is still great. I'm with you. Like one through nine, especially with Jansen back, is still gonna go toe to toe with anybody. Yeah, but. It's hard not to look at what happened today and look at, on paper at least, it's hard not to say they're the fifth best team in the American League now.
0: The nature of acquiring bullpen help, and I think the way that we think about bullpens, um, as you know, I was just sort of saying, that, that thought of like, it's so volatile, and these crazy things happen all the time. Um, you sort of contrast that with, I think, the way the Rays approach these things, which is just, like, embrace that volatility with, like, guys with insane stuff and, like, yeah. ex- extreme speeds, right? It's sort of, um, it's different philosophically, where I think the Jays are sort of um, approaching it and, like, they have guys with sort of unorthodox methods to to approaching things and sort of, we're, we'll see the, the extremes with, uh, it looks like sliders in guys that they're bringing in, uh, both Bass and pop um sort of the, the, the sliders or the big eye jumpers and I think I didn't I was in the car for the uh for the Mitch White deal so I don't have as much of a deep dive on him. But Jake, all these relievers aside. Uh we're we're we are dancing around the real edition. <laughs> uh six oh two PM so right at the deadline. The the very last Ross calls back and says fucking fine. We'll get it done. Deal of the day is Samad Taylor and Max Castillo once again. Um Pretty cool. Like, you know, that is dealing from the Jays' uh, prospect capital. In, like, two guys that you're, you know, Samad Taylor, probably a guy that you're looking at and, and you're hoping becomes a utility-helpful outfield speed guy with some skills. And then Max Castillo, who, you know, you we're seeing in small, you know, debuts with the Jays this year is, like, maybe a guy that develops into a rotation piece or a reliever that you rely on for Whit Merrifield who has just not in Toronto recently because he's not vaccinated. Uh people <laughs> chomping at the bit to hear what you have to say about this Jake because I know that this is going to be it's got to be something here. Uh
1: my initial reaction was a, a good old gut laugh.
0: Yes, it's, it's the funniest <laughs> I going to say it it might be the funniest possible trade of the day and yeah, totally I think so. justifies uh I think it was was it Shy who was credited with saying like the Jays I've heard one thing that's like nobody has come even close to yes. suggesting. That I it believe it happen. was shy. Yeah, even down to like a minute before this trade broke, it was like Maryfield's been traded, and people were like, "Well, it's definitely not Toronto." <laughs> 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 you talk about a thing nobody expected. Literally, as the trades announced, nobody believes it. Um, Wit Maryfield, who you may remember from uh, if you played the show Dynasty anytime recently, yes. where it's Oh just man,
1: like, that underrated video game speed he has
0: the easiest uh like the guy's really high rated for no reason you're, you're just like oh, i guess this is anyway the, this yeah this the, the speed uh has converted to outfield uh 33 year old royals stink all over him um and i will say classic baseball before i let you sort of take the floor here classic baseball is you have the sort of the um the fun time clubhouse dugout even the veteran guys like it on the fun and then you go <laughs> at the deadline it's like we got to get serious you bring in like for all intents and purposes, uh, a, a dumb asshole. So It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. This is how baseball works. This, this this could be the just the dumb asshole this team needs.
1: This is uh, not what I meant when I said I like baseball psychopaths. <laughs> for the record, um, yeah, this was. I don't really. I don't really know what to make of this one. Uh, I don't like it. I'll say that up front. Um, cause like, the even if. He fucking decides to get the vaccine in August of 2022. Which like, most he ro-
0: certainly, almost certainly will.
1: Like the hero he is, uh, like he also kind of blows now.
0: Yeah, like, but like yeah. they don't have. You know, it's a position.
1: Yeah. It is a. It is a player of need. And like, yeah. look, if you're gonna tell me Whit Merrifield is taking some of the Bradley Zimmeret bats, yeah, I'm pretty okay
0: with that. And to be frank, some of the Espinal at bats lately. Yes, some of the yep. BGO at bats. Some of at-bats. the Toppy
1: at bats. Yeah, I, I see the. I basically I see the value in getting a guy, who is slightly better than Bradley Zimmer, uh, but brings everything else that Bradley Zimmer brings to the table. Can play some defense, steals bases, and is a slightly better hitter. He does have a worse OPS this year than Tyler Hanneman, but that's uh, <laughs> another conversation. Uh, but, like, also just, like, why fucking bother, man? Like, the to go through this whole rigmarole of, is he going to get the vaccine? And Atkins trying to talk to human beings again, which is always a mistake. Saying we're going to leave it to him and his family, which, like, fuck you a little bit for that. I don't know, man. It's just, I feel like this one would have been fine if the day had gone better. Sure. Cuz then it's I, like, "Oh, it's a funny like hilarious stupid thing they got." Yeah. But because like the big acquisition of the day is this idiot asshole who won't get vaccinated <laughs> and like hasn't been very good for a couple years, it's a lot harder to be like, "Yeah, it's funny."
0: It is pretty funny.
1: It is pretty funny. Like <laughs> unquestionable objectively it's very funny.
0: Um but yeah. like yeah.
1: What I think he'll he's obviously going to Get the vaccine.
0: Pretty seems pretty obvious.
1: He's not going to give up half his pay because clearly these guys, as I've said a couple times, the only convictions that any of these guys have is get me out of Kansas City. (laughs) But, like, but that's also kind of part of it. Like, if you're going to be a dumb, I'm not getting the vaccine, asshole. At least like, have some belief behind it. You're wrong and like, dumb, but at least like, show me something. Don't just be like, ah, well,
0: I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, listen. But like, uh, yeah, sure. I
1: don't know. I think this is the one move where it's probably, like from a baseball perspective, it's probably fine. Yeah. From a, we have to deal with this asshole perspective? I don't know.
0: Yeah. You know what? Um, I think a lot of people uh, don't care at all, truthfully. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's, that's a very
0: I think that's a very where good point. We, I think mean, that's sort of where we get with this stuff. It's like the the rigmarole and sort of the outrage. Is like you sort of zoom out a little bit. And it's like a thousand people are mad on Twitter or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, no, I, that's. I doubt that it even registers to Ross Hackens that like.
1: That's probably true.
0: It's sort of like, oh yeah, I had a bad question that I answered, and then that moment was over in my life, and I had to move <laughs> on. Um, yeah, he's gonna get it, and and or he doesn't, which is even funnier. It's like there'd be a big, the, the big, there'd be a big thing about that. It'd be, it'd be great. Well, I mean, play, if if he, he, he does. Squat.
1: I will say, what? if he doesn't, yeah. that takes away from the, like, opinion side of it.
0: Sure, Because if he doesn't
1: get it, then, like, Atkins made one of the worst trades that he could make.
0: That would be really something, wouldn't it?
1: Like, if he doesn't get it, it's, you're right, it's funnier. 100%. <laughs> but then it's like they gave up, you know, I'm not going to say if you like, oh, Samad Taylor and Max Castillo were studs or anything, but, like, a guy who has pitched in the majors and a guy who was maybe going to be something for a guy who won't play. Because of a fucking vaccine. If that's the case, I think this is a different conversation. If he gets it, which he will, I think it's more annoying and funny, and it's kind of just like a nothing end yeah. of the deadline move and like whatever.
0: Interesting. I guess it could work out. Um, it could. I think he's. I think he's probably a little bit cooked. But as you were saying, the, the, I worry that the bigger um, the bigger sign on the wall here is like the how many times is Springer not going to be playing center field or at all? Yeah, all
1: I. <laughs> I'm I To me that's the biggest failure of the day Right Like you can make up these little bullpen moves And that's fine And like they got better there And that's great But It is becoming Like they needed I'm of the opinion And maybe I know I'm not a doctor in the clubhouse But it sure looked to me Like they need to go get another Real outfielder So Springer could just like sit down for a few weeks
0: He sat down for a a whole week And came back less available
1: he looks so injured. And, like, look, hey, if that also could be a thing playing into the deadline, if he's legitimately hurt, then they're not going to do anything in the playoffs anyway.
0: Don't like how many times I've already heard that in a season. It's not great. <laughs> it's it's two not. Two seasons here, how many times that's been the storyline coming into the playoffs is.
1: Yes. Not uh, my favorite thing. It's not good, but it's. Uh, I really would have liked some insurance.
0: Back there, you you call you can call Maryfield that you can sort of call Maryfield. I don't think that.
1: He, I don't think you can because I because he's just again he's a lower obs than Tyler Hanneman. I I can't I'm frankly I can't fucking believe they go get Ian Happ.
0: Well, yeah, this this again comes to the comes to the. It's interesting the way these packages in the league work, and uh, again, it was
1: interesting me a lot of them got broken up. A lot of the ones that were rumored to be package deals ended up not being package deals.
0: Yeah, listen, Maryfield's playing terribly. Pretty, good, there's a very good chance he's cooked. I'm not gonna hard for me to hard for me to get past that part of this. Um, oh, interesting. I have a question for you, Jake. Um, since this will have, he'll have not appeared by the time you answer this, what do you think the reception's gonna be for Whit Merrifield's first? Is he gonna get? Oh, I think <laughs> will he, he get loudly cheered for getting the vaccine, or is he going to be a trade deadline acquisition that gets booed in his first game at home?
1: Neither. I think you're. I think you're absolutely right, and most people don't care or know. I don't and he'll know. He'll get he'll get polite applause like Kevin Biggio gets.
0: If you Google his name right now, it says unvaccinated with That's Maryfield true. the Blue Jays, uh, he's,
1: he's sort of. I, I bet he gets a big cheer. He's a new player in Toronto, and Toronto. <laughs> I don't know, name, man. Shit.
0: I think he does. It would be funny if that's what happens. is sort of.
1: It would be really funny. I hope he gets booed personally.
0: But, Ross goes out and is like. This is the move we need, and everyone's just like, "We're not, we don't like this guy at all." And it's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, anyway, the this cast sheet page that everyone just tweets when he when any trade happens, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pass it off as like making. I did decisions. my work. I'll, I'll do it myself right now. I'll I'll pull it up and, and give you the scouting report on him. Uh, doesn't swing and miss much. Uh, doesn't strike out a lot. Good speed. It's been getting uh, doing a good job in the outfield. Transitioning to the outfield, um, very good. But I um, mean, you know, not hitting the ball hard or like squarely at all all year long. Or much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well, the, I... well,
0: yeah. The con- again, the contact rate isn't the problem. He's hitting the ball. He just he's barely ever bar- barreling it and not hitting it very hard. Mm. Um, but doesn't stray out a lot and doesn't swing and miss a lot. Sort of reminds me of the uh, Raimel Tapia package a little bit.
1: It's hard not to. Obviously, the price was much higher. Yeah, but it's hard not to look at this deal and be like, "Well, then they should have just fucking gone." If they're gonna get one of the Royals idiots, just go and get Benintendi.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if this if this wasn't yeah, gonna be market, yeah. If
1: this wasn't gonna be an issue by the end of the day, make the deal two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So to circle back, I think to close this mother out on the uh, on the trade deadline, I think your greater point. Overall is is one that I generally agree with in in spirit of like the Jays made net positive moves pretty much across the board here. I feel like they won all the trades, but every other team in this race, every team. The the Yankees got better, uh you know, the Mariners got better, Astros got better.
1: Even if you want to look way ahead, all the good teams in the National League got better.
0: It's uh You know, the Rays got a little bit better. The Twins made moves like... um, Twins made some really good moves. Sort of two things of like, you know, the the Jays came into this day, third best record, third best run differential, basically the third best team in the American League. Uh, And every team surrounding them in all directions made efforts to improve. Um, The Jays, I mean, obviously, not obviously, but it doesn't hurt their chances of making the playoffs very much, I think. 93% 93% shot at the playoffs and only like a 2% shot at the division title. So they're going to be in the wild card hunt anyway. Obviously, you want you know, I was sort of you hearing a lot of talk today is is the right now are you prioritizing the playoff roster or are you prioritizing the remaining games so that you are hosting the wild card, which I believe is 3 games at home, is it not?
1: Yes, it is.
0: So is is the are the 3 games at home more important? than the like 26th man optimization, I think is maybe the question. And I think that's why people wanted starting pitching addressed. I think that's why people wanted um, even the Cinder guard, even the innings eaters. Yeah. We'll transition to this um, before we close out the trade deadline. Is there any moves during the day? Because this was, this was sort of my, at the end of the day, thought on this. I was like, Jays didn't, obviously don't get an A plus. They maybe don't even get a B or a B minus depending on your I think they're invite.
1: solidly in the C range.
0: Yeah, it's like C plus B minus I think is sort of the most generous r- review you're going to get at this trade li- deadline. Are there any trades that got and made that you would throw, we'll say Ricky Tiedemann or Aurelvisen and and gone and got that guy or like seen a package that you were like, "Oh, that the Jays had to put in one of the top 3." Obviously, yeah, the Groshans would I I, I would don't know what the it. other than Soto, were, of course.
1: I don't know what the deal would have been because it got broken up as a package at the end of the day, but I definitely would have given a Relvis or Tiedemann for that Hap Robertson package for sure. I think that yeah, so, so, Feels like so I'm many sure. like outfield insurance and a legitimate eighth inning guy. Uh, that seemed like a no. That one. That whole thing seemed like a no brainer to me. Uh, I don't really care. I would have liked Syndergaard Iglesias, but I'm not like. Broken up over that one.
0: Glacius's money's, like yeah, giving money's three giving years at 44. anything for that package to me is like madness. That's craziness. Yeah. You're doing um, them a favor taking those two. And
1: like to Syndergaard them. has not been that much better than Mitch White this year, right? Um, but he's a innings eater.
0: Yeah. Um, Which White can be too. Hopefully, I think they see the they want yeah, White to I, be.
1: I think stripling. they see white in the not just because it's from the Dodgers, but I think they see white in sort of the stripling mold. Yeah. Which I think is fine. Uh but no, other than the I might have made it like the deal didn't get made, so I don't know. But yeah. I was really looking at uh the Tigers pair, uh Soto and uh who was the other one that was rumored to go. Jimenez? Yeah. Uh, I would've liked th- look I would have liked to take a look at them. Um maybe tyler Malle. i don't know what if they could have found a package that worked for him uh, i'm not a biggest fan of him but
0: yeah you're uh, you, had, you, you, you that's, what, that's what that's sort of the weird part of this deadline is It's like if you're admitting that you're not getting rid of moreno and tiedemann for the absolute top guys then you're shopping in sort of this poo-poo platter like yeah guys think, with huge flaws i think
1: happen Hap robertson's the big one for me yeah that one just made it made so much sense um there is one more point I want to bring up before we finish up here. Yeah. And it's a point of concern that actually is not about a specific trade. Ooh. At 1.35 p.m. this afternoon, John Heyman uh, of the New York Post, who, like grain of salt, uh, tweeted, hearing of Jay's players disappointed to see them not doing anything yet. Right. And, you know, these kind of things coming out on deadline day... Who knows the truth of it? And until you have a Casey Jansen willing to stand up and be like, what the fuck, guys? Right. Um, you know, you're not going to know for sure. But those reports usually come from somewhere. Right. And I'm sure it was someone's agent leaking stuff to try and motivate the team to do some stuff. And I this was before the Bass Pop deal, and this was before the White deal. So I'm not gonna. I don't know if that's enough to placate. Uh, But that was a little concerning to me. It's never a good thing when you have a contending team and news leaks out that players aren't happy with the lack of deadline action. Mm. I don't think it's going to necessarily cause any problems in the short term, or might not even cause any problems in the long term contract-wise, but it's not good. There's no part of that idea where you can look at that and be like, sick. Right. And I found that, you know, it's one thing for us to sit here and criticize it. Yeah. It's another if, you know, the big dogs on the team aren't happy with it.
0: Yeah. No. Interesting. Interesting point, Jake. Uh, And I think we saw our first version of this um, around the Charlie firing. Yes. Um, it was sort of like, oh, you're hearing uh, from an anonymous players all of a sudden. You're sort of hearing.
1: Uh, Did he <laughs> lose the room?
0: This stuff doesn't usually come out in a in, in sort of. Uh, yes. In that sort of fashion. We, we, I, I remember we had heard a lot. We had heard before Charlie got fired. I was sort of looking back at it. You heard multiple times that like there had been multiple players-only meetings. You're just like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Um, And yeah.
1: And yeah. Again, I don't think that, and I don't think the guys on this team are necessarily the personality types of a Jansen or a Bautista who are going to come out and directly say in the press that they're not happy. But. To your point, like with the Charlie thing, when this stuff starts leaking out, it's not great.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to keep an eye on. It's not a good thing. And I
1: I was surprised, personally, after that came out, that more movement didn't happen.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting point I hadn't really thought of. Um, yeah, definitely something that you notice, and I think... I think there was some pre-deadline quotes from uh, Ross Stripling about them expecting to yes to, to make moves. and Yeah, uh, I, think
1: Vlad- I think Vladdy had one too of just like, we're excited to see what happens kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, there is precedent for Blue Jays GMs not listening to the stars to go and make a big ad for the stretch run. Right. And I don't know. I, I, just found, I found that interesting and I, it worries me a little bit.
0: Very interesting to uh, to observe. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's that's bang on the money, um, and we'll see. We'll, you know, the, the the gauntlet from Charlie sort of his exit uh, sort of does throw down the like it's on it's you know it's time to get serious, and you guys have to make this happen if it's going to happen. And they responded right; they went twelve and three in fifteen yeah. games. Um, so I think they feel like they've done their part, and we'll see if if I don't know, I can't imagine. I, you know, you know, baseball players and, and generally athletes within their sports rank. um, They rank things differently than I think uh, you know, people who look at, you know, uh, StatCast all day do. Absolutely. Like they're sort of a uh, they know like said, who the every, top players are. Every they, chance
1: uh, that these guys look at this, these bullpen moves is like, that's what we needed. Great.
0: Yeah. I have no idea. And we'll see the, the Whitmerry field reception is going to be fun. I'm Looking forward to Whit Merrifield's first wave to the home crowd. We'll <laughs> we thought we'd never see it. it.
1: Very curious. I am now. I didn't think of it from that perspective, but I am now very curious.
0: Out of curiosity, how many how many days away are we from the first Blue Jays home game? Blue uh, Jays home game. Great question.
1: I know they're in Minnesota this weekend. Uh, they are back in Toronto on the twelfth of August against the Guardians. So there we go. And I believe that even if Merrifield were to get the shot today, he would not be eligible until the 14th, which would be the last game of that series.
0: So he might, he might, miss, he might miss the first home series. He might miss.
1: Yeah, so it's looking at, uh, I believe he would have to get it by Friday. I think I saw Davidi tweet earlier this week that a player would have to get it by Friday to not miss any home games. But I'm guessing this is going to be a whole thing. So I'm going to say that his best chance to debut would be the August 15th series against the Orioles.
0: There you go. The craps, run, run put up some runs, feel good. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Open up the mailbag after this. Right, Jake it's time to open up the old mailbag uh, always love to see people uh, calling in and messaging us on Twitter at Jays with their uh, questions for the mailbag or you can call us uh, nobody does though so I guess don't even bother
1: <laughs> even after all the guilt we shared last time
0: 833-714-7774 nobody calls don't worry or, uh, or email us, jays at gmail.com. Or DM me, whatever. People DM me all the time say nice stuff. feels great. Uh, first one comes from Andrew Barkley. Grade the trade. Was given the wrong order at McDonald's, and I feel mixed about it. The original order was two McDoubles and one Junior Chicken. A fucking classic. A great order. It's a good, great order, Andrew, to start with. Uh, order received a large fry, medium diet Coke, and five filet fish with extra tartar <laughs> sauce.
1: Uh, I'm going to have a hard time grading this one because I've never had a filet fish
0: huh. Yeah. Uh, what an experience to be handed a bag with five fish in it. That's really something. I'm just something.
1: Being confused. Frank- so, Frankly, who's ordering five fish That's what I he want He was
0: confused uh, when he was handed a drink and thought maybe they were giving me one for waiting a while at the pickup spot. Man, that's, that's a stoned thing to say. They were <laughs> giving me a free soda <laughs> for standing in the <laughs> pickup spot. <laughs> For no reason. (laughs) A classic thing they love to do and not say anything about it. They just hand it to you. That's (laughs) a great
1: a great question though. If there were substances involved, how sure are we that the order was
0: correct? Didn't order, yeah, the five flay fish. Actually, tartar sauce is nasty work.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
0: I've had flay fish, I don't hate flay of fish, but like I just it's 0% 0% of the time when I'm at McDonald's is that
1: right that's the thing I'm always like oh I'll try one but then I'm like I'd rather just order something
0: four like things I'd rather eat yeah. on the menu
1: uh, I mean it's hard to grade this one positive as you like the McDouble and the Junior Chicken is the best possible McDonald's order
0: such a, so good, so it's it's hard, such a good order Andrew. It,
1: it's hard to hard to give this one any above, anything above a C
0: I ate that exact order driving out of my hometown a couple weeks ago my old hometown McDonald's
1: it's a great it's a great order it's the classic perfect
0: um yeah that's that's the officially endorsed order I think of the show absolutely uh that's two McDoubles and a junior chick. uh Andrew Robertson has there ever been a player in Jay's history with a more made-up sounding name than Zach Pop
1: (laughs) I mean like John McDonald we all we all love him but that does sound like a creative player engine
0: yeah I always got a kick out of junior Felix yep um because obviously, Junior for a first name, A plus. Um, hard to properly put into words how big somebody named be named Felix was in terms of importance <laughs> in that time, the early '90s in Toronto. Um, Candy Maldonado, another great example.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Jonathan Davis, of course, just because yeah. of the other yeah. Jonathan
0: Davis. Zach Pop, yes, yeah, great name. I'm i excited to see Zach Pop. Uh, you know, for me. It's exciting to see relievers I know nothing about because I don't know anything about these opponents' relievers. I will
1: like, say, I was kind of like yeah, I was pretty lukewarm on it. I saw exactly one pitching ninja gif of him and I was like, Wow, he looks great.
0: People people make it seem so simple in the in their Twitter accounts. <laughs> they they go, oh, one,
1: sick, one sick ninety eight mile an hour slider that he threw once, I'm in.
0: Yeah. They go, Oh man, Zach Pop, great slider. He just needs to throw a slider more. And you're like, Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Tell him to do like, that. Like, it's like, a yeah, guy sure they have, I'm sure he hasn't thought of like throw my best pitch every time that's <laughs> never crossed his mind um, uh, David Jansen uh, I don't think there's been a show since Montoya was gone so which manager in Jay's history had the best vibes pretty easy one oh, here it's gotta be Gibby it's gotta be John Gibbons it has to be
1: without question it's Gibby also uh, though yeah. we'll say also responsible for the worst vibes.
0: That's true. Acidic history. Acidic, which which we'd like, only come to learn later.
1: Yeah. yeah, Gibby Volume One,
0: I should say. That's true. That's true. Uh, That's true. But
1: the be- but Gibby Volume Two, easily the best vibes.
0: Yeah, he might be up there with best and worst. That's a good point. Uh, Peter Wilkins Shepherd. There. Yeah, that's right. Peter Shepard with a uh, "Would You Rather" a classic. Would you rather have to cook dinner every night but never have to do the dishes, or have food cooked for you but always have to do the dishes after?
1: Oh, I, without even thinking, I'd rather cook every night.
0: I'd rather do the dishes every night for sure. Really? Yeah, oh, I hate. We should get married.
1: I, we should. I love cooking. I hate doing the dishes.
0: Doing the dishes is the same every time, and it's like impossible to fuck up, right? So I just true. Just like, soak, rinse, scrub, soak, scrub, rinse, soak, scrub, rinse. Whereas, like cooking, you have to like you know i'm sure there's a joy in it and it's fun when you do it right but every single day you would run out of steam for it pretty quick
1: i get i get it and that's true but I'll, i just i you and that's a th- i just think that's funny about doing the dishes and that it is so simple and it's always the same thing and just like whatever but i just hate
0: doing it don't even don't think about it brain turns off it's great don't like it don't like it we're perfect we're a perfect couple that's why this show is so good it's true Uh, Michael Hode, if you were in Eric Hosmer's position, what would you have asked for to (laughs) waive a no-trade clause? Eric Hosmer had the world in his hands for a minute here today.
1: That was until the Whit Merrifield deal. That was the funniest part of the day, for sure.
0: Eric Hosmer holding up the Juan Soto trade. How
1: how much do you think Luke Voigt hates Eric Hosmer? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would have asked for, like, half of – or like. One season of Juan Soto's extension money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have been a, a bunch of money in the house probably.
1: And like it was funny because there's reports about how he and Soto uh, and Machado maybe they all have the same agent, and so it was kind of like, well, he can get whatever he wants then. Yeah. Uh, also, just like not a good uh, endorsement of the 2022 Washington Nationals. Yeah, when a guy is like actively no way I will hold <laughs> I will hold up the biggest trade in baseball history because I do not want to play there
0: big time big time um foul up boy with an easy request please discuss how Montes and Trevino are both actually washed and bad and will sink the Yankee season very easily Frankie Montes' shoulder uh acted up at a really bad time in the season and um since he's been back it hasn't been the same he's, he's a little velo dip and hiss even an idiot can tell you.
1: <laughs> the immediate...
0: is important. Uh, the immediate,
1: ah, oh, he's got a shoulder problem from Jay's Twitter yesterday. <laughs> Who needs him? It was pretty great.
0: And uh, Trevino is fastball, getting hammered this year. He can't throw a fastball.
1: Uh, yeah, I've n- I have no way to... Uh, I'm, I'm very terrified of the Yankees. I hate it. Yeah. It makes me so mad, and they're so good. And Judge is a monster, and it's all annoying
0: and bad. Best pitching and best hitting. We'll do that to you. Um, final one about the from the show is is uh, from Arun about Zach Pop. What do we need to know about Zach Pop? Pop Jersey? Yes, no. I think uh, all I really know is uh, from Brampton. It's pretty important.
1: He's from Dan- Brampton. He throws a great slider. He should just throw it more.
0: I do like the I like the collect the collecting of like um, GTA. Blue Jays of, of like different from different mm. parts of that that's important
1: and yet no Joey Votto
0: crazy talk right doing it backwards uh, that's it for another mailbag thank you everybody for uh, putting in your stuff and asking your questions we really appreciate it uh, we're going to close it out I mean I don't even think we had a reverse mailbag did we
1: no I mean maybe it was a month
0: ago I can't remember yeah we'll th- we'll just we'll just talk at the end Are you feeling
1: okay i'm better now at the jays beat the rays
0: jays so beat nice. the rays always feels good in the trough no sense. less
1: yeah always feels good
0: uh yeah well it's nice to uh do a show nice to be down here and, and get back in the groove as i said i wanted to talk about the jays for a very long time but um going through trauma is pretty wild
1: yeah how's the uh how's the how's the ptsd holding up i suppose
0: well she's tough obviously um it's very tough i because we're also again raising a three-month-old at the course. moment. three and a half month old so Who we
1: finally met which was the only good thing
0: about yes that. um almost like a weird i can't people you know people tell you to make sure that you're taking the time and make sure that you're uh, letting it all out and making sure to experience it all and feel all the feelings but also like it's very hard to do when you also mm. Um enormously stressed about something at all times and like living with somebody else who's stressed about something a lot of the time and sort of both trying to manage this brain new experience while also like having our own thing to deal with. It's been Not very challenging. Not and all the time
1: to sit and sort of take in the uh haven't really. the whole thing,
0: yeah. um uh, which I know is important. And I know will happen. And this is sort of counted as some of that. But yeah, it's been um crazy. It's sort of uh it's there every day, all the time, of course. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't taken, I haven't been able to truly take it all. I took a week off of, I took six six work days off, so that's a business week plus a day. Uh, but that was like figuring out the funeral and figuring out the uh, arrangements and.
1: Well, that's the only time off at all. Yes,
0: yeah, so it, it was basically turned into one day. I had basically one day where I didn't have something to do and I wasn't in a different. Town, like I, we had to drive to uh Port algon where my mom lives, right? Because nobody actually lives in Hanover anymore where all the stuff went down. Um, so it's like you're spending the days like sorting through things at his house or talking to lawyers and booking lawyers, and you're booking um the rooms and the after rooms and sandwiches, it's like it's just insanity, uh, and non stop. So, um, yeah, f- from that right back to like still having to be a father and and help my wife and raise our three-month-old and go back to work it's like it feels very relentless but i would say the word i would use to describe how things currently are but
1: not a lot of time for your brain i imagine
0: yeah yeah because you also have to rest right it's like, I, right. As much as i would like to ruminate on things i also have to rest with all this um yeah it's uh it's a lot obviously and Still sorting through it, obviously very much in my in a way. Um, I'm lucky. I'm lucky in that uh, the relationship that some people have with their father is one of like I knew my dad loved me, but he never said it or anything. My dad like constantly said it. He and showed it. <laughs> like he was, um, he never hid his love from us. I so never like n- again. It was a sort of weird thing to say, but like the only thing he ever did. Uh, that like upset me in the slightest was die Like everything else my Basically my entire life He was like wonderful to me And that is uh, nice to have So it's like I don't You know what I mean Whereas like Yeah I, think, I mean
1: like obviously it's not helpful But like it's nice to have that to hold on to I suppose
0: Yeah and even his death Which I won't give like great detail of But like he drove himself an hour To the hospital here in Kitchener
1: <laughs> Kick it over this
0: because he had a heart appointment that morning, and uh, he obviously was feeling some discomfort the night before and was like, well, I have the appointment tomorrow anyway, so I'm just going to – I'll get it figured out there. Had enough in the tank to drive himself all the way to the airport in Kitchener, like parking pass tucked away, and then died, like, walking in the door of the hospital. Really, really like we – had, we had zero time to worry about him. We had zero anything, which was like a shock, but also like
1: – I guess a blessing in a way.
0: Yeah, I I sort of came around to that feeling because we were mad at him for a really long time first of like why wouldn't you just go the night before but you know you can't change <laughs> right um, those things but like um you know it, it, there was just sort of this constant like he was on our side and loved us and would help us do anything and support us uh, he used to drive all the time into the city uh, which is like a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive, however long it took you guys to get there. He would do that just to have lunch with me sometimes. Like, he he adored us and made time with us. So um, that's cool. For me, it's sad because – I mean, obviously, for the, no more reasons, but sort of especially for me um, was, like, my career paths, sports and comedy and stuff, it's, like, stuff that he was interested in. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like – he, I always sort of felt like I was living the life that, like, if he had the freedoms that I had, if he if he grew up in the world that I had with the things that he was interested in, what would he do? Versus, like, you know, basically barely leaving the place where he grew up and working at a power plant, which is like I see now when I'm older and have a kid. I see the tremendous nobility in that. I see the the I see the like honor and the the, the beauty of that life and like tending to his mother and sort of. Um, being a caring person who had, like, a small life. I always sort of, like, when I was younger, f- felt very much like I'm going to go out and, like, live this exciting life that he would want to do, uh, want to be interested in. But, like, when we would talk, he never... It was never, like, that my job was the most important thing. He would always ask me if I was happy, and then he would ask me mostly about my social life, people I was dating, how my friends were. Um, and I always sort of, like, never quite got it. And I was like, I don't understand why... He's not like constantly asking me about the other stuff. Like, you know, he he's wants to make sure I'm happy at it and has some like technical questions, but like it's never dominates sort of like, oh, my career path and who am I going to be and what am I like? That was never sort of the way we talked. Mm. Uh, and I sort of see later on now that I'm, you know, older and I have a kid and I sort of have experience with things is like he has it right in that way of that, like the keys to life and the things that. Are beautiful and fun about people. Are the what is your social life like? What are the fun things you're doing? What are you watching? What are you interested in? Um, that's oftentimes way more interesting than like the I have this insane career path that I must complete and it's my <laughs> only thought and it completely consumes me. And if I'm not an artist, what am I sort of thing? You know what I mean? Like he I
1: do, yeah, of course.
0: He worked at a power plant his whole life. He's a nuclear operator. Um, he worked in heavy water before that. Um, And I doubt he ever once was like, oh my God, my career path. Oh my God. Like, am I living my truest self? He had (laughs) enough money to live a nice life. uh, You know, love his kids, play baseball when he was younger, played uh, fastball at a very high level locally um, when he was in his 20s and 30s and like had a good time. And just like, I see now the, what I couldn't see when I was younger. I really do see the like tranquility and the beauty, the beauty in, in that life. And, yeah, we, we're we a lot alike in that, you know, he was my idol and my hero. And most of the things in my personality from <laughs> things that I say <laughs> and the way that I talk and things that I'm interested in uh, is lifted directly from wanting to be more like him. So, um, yeah, it's, it, as I said before, it, the hardest thing was thinking of doing this episode because he would have been, like, among the first five downloads every week for sure, 100%. Like, I... <laughs> I have his iP- i. got his iPad. I sort of you're just taking things from the apartment, um, like when that e- email goes out that it's up on the Patreon, he clicks that link every time. It's it's hilarious. Like that's the wild. frankly the, that's wild. The page for the you can look I look it up. The page for the that week's podcast, the one that came out uh, July fourth, is like one of the it's <laughs> one of the last pages he went to. It's craziness because <laughs> he's you know that was his and and it means a lot to me that uh, you know I, I was I was able to do Wrestling Brain because he never really understood Wrestling Brain and um, some of the like the picks videos because it's like you know that's sort of quick I put my heart into this in a way that I don't other things and I know that he listened to it so I knew it was going to be hard to do but um, yeah that's I don't know that's maybe the most time I've put into it <laughs>
1: well that's I don't know I think that's lovely I think it's clear that um, despite you know, gestures widely. Uh, it's clear that the, like the love and the, um. I'm trying to phrase it, but you're. It's it's clear that it. It's very clear that you are. I think your head is, you know, trauma aside, is a little more solid about it than maybe. You think because I think you have, I mean, obviously, it's been a couple weeks now, but I think the sure. your the perspective and the um the way you talk about him and the way you talked to him when he was alive, and uh, you know, all like I don't, I don't think you're a person who anyone could sit and say you know he didn't appreciate uh, his dad when he was alive, right. Because I know that's not true. And I think that's, that's sort of, you know, in a lot of ways, the best that we can, we can do a lot of the time. And I think that you, in your who you are and how you talk about him and what you do, I think you, you know, not to cliche it too much, but I, I think that you sort of, you know, honor him and what he did for you and his presence, so to speak. <laughs> uh, I think you do that, you know, through all the things that you do, as you said, and the fact that he was such a supporter of you means that, you know, that's maybe enough despite it obviously being very hard and awful and terrible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, there's nothing you can say to be like, ah, it's fine. Right. Because obviously... That's not the case. But uh, I think that you should give yourself a little more credit for the last few weeks. Well, thank you. And my cat uh, is screaming to
0: It's perfect. It's perfect timing. She always knows the most important uh, moments to get in. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's no manual for this stuff, so. No. But like you said, like the
1: people who have reached out the most are those who are sort of in that shitty club. And I think that's valuable as well, because it's not a perspective that someone like me has. Yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of dark, dark
0: sensitive humor as well, which is, yeah. which is always funny.
1: And I appreciate that being able to get to the visitation when we could and being told by your sister that uh, their child says that I swear too much. Nice. <laughs> she does. That's nice, nice to hear in person.
0: And sometimes the show isn't about the thing uh, Yes, it's supposed to be about.
1: But, uh, no, I, I obviously all sympathy and love to you guys but uh i think uh i think you're gonna be okay despite all the things
0: thank you and thank you so much uh to the audience everybody again so patient so kind um so many beautiful things said uh if you're out there going through something similar uh you can dm me and spill a whole bunch of stuff and i'll use that as an opportunity to trauma dump onto you that is how this (laughs) works (laughs) pretty sweet pretty cool uh, that's it for another week. Next week, I mean, we're just it's just back to talking about baseball games. Thank goodness. Uh, I'm sure it'll be eventful. Whit Merrifield may have come out and, and waved or been shunned. Maybe they, maybe they throw apples at him or something. I don't even know. We'll find out uh, next time, and we'll hear you. Uh, we'll hear you. Maybe if you fucking call the hotline will hear you, 823 <laughs> But otherwise, you will hear us, and we will see you next time. Thank you for being a part of Less Than Jays.